Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talkin' Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold it to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Treat these tracks just for the fuel cars. Hell, Ray Charles could drive one of them damn things in his current state. Just listen to 351 work. Green is Mike. So, what about the sideways? You've got to race in your own lane. Now he's on the grass, he brings it back. That's a great driving there. Torque and Power, your motoring and motorsport podcast. Okay, everyone out there, welcome to episode nine of Talking Power. I'm here with Simon Gonzo Travellini. How are you, Simon? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Very good. Very good. I hear you just got back from Kununurra. I did. Yep. I enjoyed for the, myself. For those uh, listeners out of Australia, or actually out of Western Australia, mm. where is Kununurra? Okay, so it's about forty-eight kilometres from the Northern Territory WA border. It's on the WA side, right in the northern top corner of Western Australia. Oh, really? Yep. I hear yep. it's the holiday destination to the stars. Yeah, well, I was there, so yeah, it was. <laughs> no, it's a, we have a lot of agricultural interest up there, so no, it was, it was very good. What's the population of Kununurra? I'm not sure. I think it's about 5,000. Well, really? That mm. many? I thought mm. you were going to say five. No, 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 no. It's a pretty big town, actually. <laughs> now, uh, how far away is Kununurra from Nitro up north? You're very close. Don't worry. I, don't worry. I've already copped that one a few times. So not very far at all. <laughs> did, you, did you manage a, to make it across to... Uh, no, I no? didn't. No, I didn't. But it was probably a short... It's only a 40-hour flight, if that, and not a, not a, that long of a drive either. But anyway, well, I digress. Or you digress. <laughs> Speaking of the Nitro Up North results, it was... Or the, the event itself was quite a, a very popular and well-attended event from what I can understand. We're going to get straight on to the, the elephant in the room or... Yeah, okay. I, I want to talk about let's it. Let's just get it over and done with. Let's do it. Alright, so it was the debut meeting for the Moitz team mm-hmm. and uh, in the uh, in the second round I believe it was, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of debate about that. Some people said it happened in the first round but apparently it was the second round. <coughs> Paul uh, Mohoyet uh, defeated John Zapier. Yep. Um, but on Monday, I got a visit from one of Zap's crew, mm-hmm. and and within seconds of it happening, um, Harry Harry Haig, Aussie yep. Chevelle fame, uh, sent me a link to a video, and you see Zap's car leave the line. It shakes really badly. It, it veers off to the left, and uh, you know it doesn't run a very good. Representative, very representative pass. Um, whereas Paul Paul's car goes gun barrel straight down the track, uh, beautiful run. So, you know, it, it looked like there was something wrong. So, according to one of his crew, the electrode from the spark plug actually came completely out of the spark plug. Mm-hmm. So it was effectively running on seven cylinders. And what happens in that situation is, you don't make enough power to slide the clutch. The clutch locks up, the wheel speed gets thrown out. You know, you don't have enough power. It's an underpowered shake. So I, I look at it this way, right? It, it really was uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of Nitro up north. The good part was that they went on to run a 570, mm. right? Which is quicker than their turbo car has run in Australia. So hopefully the boys, you know, some good have come to this and the boys have seen the light that blowers are way better than turbos, right? <laughs> so so the bad was that Zap lost because, you know, we don't want to see Zap lose, right? No. no, no. <laughs> you know, he's West Australian number one. Mm. He's Italian number two. Yep. And, um, you know, he, he, at the end of the day, he's the man that's made Door Slammer what it is and shown everyone in the world mm. how quick these things can go. It's interesting to note that he ran a 69 in qualifying, I believe. I don't know what he ran in the first round. Uh, I don't have that here in front of me, unfortunately. But it was an 80, a low 80. Yeah, or, so it was yeah. a good, it was probably yeah, yeah, a safe yeah, yeah. run, safe run. Um, 
So and and the 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 ugly part was obviously the the mechanical failure there, well the, the electrical failure. <coughs> here's here's a question I've got for you then. Has Paul Moyet and I apologise if I say his name incorrectly. Mahoyet. 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 Has he arrived? Is is this the start of something a challenge to Zapier and his team? Look, Nick, I think that Zap should be sponsored by Target because he's got a great big red circle on his back. No doubt. No Everyone's doubt. trying to gun him down. Yep. Okay. Um, did that 570 run and then, you know, successfully beating him, does that put them on the map? Does that say, hey, these guys are serious? Hmm. Um, they flew in. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of things that were um, enlightening, right? I didn't know that Billy Stocklin was... Uh, uh, Stevie Fast crew chief. I was under the impression, and you know, we both listened to the interviews that Stevie does everything himself, mm. you know, but apparently he doesn't. So, from what I've been told, uh, Stockland was under contract with one of the sheiks, and the other sheik bought the contract, and now he works for, uh, well, he tunes for um, uh, Stevie Fast. Yeah. Okay. So, these guys haven't mucked around. They've They've gotten arguably one of the best uh, door slammer crew chiefs in the world to come and tune the car for them. They bought a US car. Mm. No doubt it will have the latest and greatest in terms of the engine, clutch, transmission. Um, you know, he's driven fast door slammers before. Yeah. Are they going to be able to, you know, win the championship or, or do anything like that? I don't know. Only time's going to tell. What I will say is that no matter who it is out of these guys that are trying to, to you know get him, there is literally millions of dollars being spent on a, a weekly basis now to try and beat Zap, mm. okay? And this is the irony of it, right? The prize money is like four grand, 4,400 bucks, whatever it is, <laughs> right? Okay, and these guys are spending four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to have a crack, okay? Have they really achieved anything by doing this? No. Because Zap designed that car. Zap builds the engines. Zap sets the chassis up. He tunes them. He's got some great guys, Jackman, and especially Jerry. You know, Jerry is an integral person to that crew. Frank, the other guys that yeah. the crew for him. He's got a fantastic crew. Right? But the bottom line is, that isn't done with rectangular dollars mm. it's done with brain power perseverance and lap after lap after lap so if these guys do it they're really just buying it mm. and it's not the same as earning it. it it will never be the same you know if someone busted ass like me beat him and did it with a car that I'd built like the BA then it'd be a different story but if you buy something from the US and then you fly in a crew you know you really you <laughs> You know, I'm not going to say what I really think because you'll edit it out, but, but it really is just checkbook racing. And I don't think... I think that all it's going to do is devalue the sport. Yeah. You know? If they were doing it in an Aussie-built car and, you know, it was like all Aussie crew and they were tuning it themselves, but it's your typical checkbook racing. And we've seen a lot of races over the years have a crack like this. These guys have probably got the biggest checkbook so they've been able to do it, you know, the best. Um, but it's the same with Spinozis. If Spinozis get up, they've got Mark Brew building the engines and tuning for them. Brewy's got all that experience from working with Capiris. He, he knows what ratios to run. He knows roughly what the clutch has got to be set at, you know. They buy a top-notch car from the US. So, you know, I, I um, it really is checkbook racing at its finest. And... Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really... We'll see how it plays out. The season's just started. This was the first round. Um, remember, this is a guy that's got 10 championships under his belt. Mm. So, you know... The only thing that I would say in defence of Paul and his team is that it's kind of like the Alex Rulo and Lance Stroll argument that we've been having. 
you can have all the money in the world but once you're up there in the stadium beams you can't hide and it's like saying if I built this car or bought this car sorry and I got up there there's no way I can run a 570 I don't think that yes you could you could you just fly in a crew chief from the states and they'd set the car up you do you hire a track for a week spend you know god god knows how much to hire the track Mm. and do lap after lap after lap and don't forget he's already got years of experience driving quick cars it's not like he's gone from a 16 second you know car into a five second car he's gone 560s 280 i think it's the fastest still the fastest uh, Mm. passed by a door car in the world 280 mile an hour so you know he's got the experience behind the wheel he's got a top-notch car top-notch crew chief top-notch engine you expect it to go out there and run well what i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say is this you know 570s is great good work boys right but i'll tell you now we've seen zap go into the low 60s Mm. right i said two years ago that car will run a 550 it'll run a 550 so even the guys run a 30s in alcohol you know 2700 pounds yeah right limited overdrive limited blower you know it's it's a a d rotor at 108 over that's that guy's got something special going on and it's not it isn't checkbook it is development it is laps trying new things looking for the next you know not going oh we've run a 70 we've got a competitive package no he he wants to go quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker Mm. so these guys have got to be prepared to do that they've got to be prepared to fly the crew chief in every meeting you know they've got to be prepared to throw millions of dollars at this right he doesn't need to throw the money he's got the smarts and the laps to be able to go okay what do we need for this track you know at the end of the day, they still didn't win the meeting, did they? They got beaten by Phillips. Yeah, yeah, Gary, Gary. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that would have been God knows how many hundreds of thousands for that weekend. Mm. And, you know, they, they still got beaten. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think for me, the, the big surprise uh, was uh, Kelly Betts. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, great to see Mark Sheehan mm. uh, in, in the top fuel final, but um, incredible incredible result so for those of you that don't know kelly kelly's background uh was the import racing and we actually had a bit of a battle going on with the rigolis and and uh the jet racing team because there was always the 4g63 who's got the quickest 4g63 so um i was very surprised i had no idea that she was driving a fuel car now yeah um and i think it's great to see um a a a woman in, in top fuel in Australia, we haven't seen one since um, uh, Rochelle. Rochelle, yeah, Rochelle raced. Um, you know, and we're always. I mean, you know, I, I don't buy into this uh, quality argument and all of that. But you know, if it brings more people to the races, then I'm all for it. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. No, well, you know, it was a great beat. It was good to see the crowd up there. From all reports, it was it was well attended by the local Darwin people. Um, and no burnouts down the main drag uh, after hours either. So that's that's, 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 a good, that's always a good outcome. Drag yeah, racing comes out looks looks like roses. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the V8 supercars, because <laughs> I get the reference there. Um, did you know about the new Newcastle race? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a the, pub the, literally right over there, the main start finish line. You can walk right to a pub. Okay, that's that's good. But you know, th- believe th- it or not, that's been a catch cry for this race. Has it? Anyway. Excellent. Um, so what I was going to say is that um, the locals at Newcastle have been trying for years to get upgrades done to the roads, their yeah. drains, and the, you know the actual road surfaces and so on. And they've heard for years from you know the state government and from local government, there's no money in the budget. We can't do it. We can't do it. All of a sudden. The V8s come to town, mm. and they find the money to do mm. it. Now, I'll give you the tip. The V8s aren't paying. They might no, be paying no a way. portion of it, but they're not paying for it. So what I want to know is why is it that they can make this happen for the V8s? The V8s are going there because they're desperate for a fan base. Mm. They're losing spectators at every other track, so they're trying to go to a different track to try mm. and get spectator numbers back. Because if they lose the spectator numbers, they're going to lose the sponsors. That's right. Yeah. You know? 
So I think it's very disappointed. The local government there in Newcastle mm-hmm. and um, uh, the the state government, New South Wales, you be, should be ashamed of yourselves that you can come up with the money for the V8s, but you can't come up for the the money just for you know average Joe Blow that needs the roads fixed. It's interesting. This race is actually literally going down the main drag of Newcastle. They're cutting yet. through the middle of the park. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like what the hell? Yeah, yeah no, it's a, a substantial <coughs> change to the infrastructure there. So, so maybe we should uh, maybe Mark McGowan, Mark, if you're listening, maybe you should take a page out of the uh, the Newcastle book there, and you know, let's set up a drag strip on Riverside Drive. I've been saying that for years. You know, I said that the other night to my wife. I said, imagine if we had a couple of drag cars going down here. How awesome would that be? <laughs> I don't think... I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. No, 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 it won't, but it'll still be awesome nonetheless. Anyway, we've got to be careful because people will say, we're supporting Labor because we're talking about them. No, 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 we're not supporting <laughs> Listen, speaking of government, mm-hmm. have you heard about this clown that's running the... Uh, uh, Department of Transport Technical Section, no. or whatever it's called this week, because they seem to keep changing the name of Department of Transport. All right, so, so the new guy, he has, like, it's all changing now with licensing your cars, right? So Welshpool, as far as I know, Welshpool's the only pit that government pit that's still operating in um, WA, and you know they're pri- slowly privatising. You get your inspections, and it looks like they're going to try and bring in yearlies at some point in time. Mm. So all, all those people out there that have got modified cars that keep the rego up while they're fixing them or whatever, um, that, that have no chance of ever going over the pits because they've got bigger engines or superchargers or whatever, right? All that's going to change because if they bring yearlies in, you have to bring the car to get inspected and, you know, if it doesn't pass the inspection, that's it, it's unregistered. So this new guy has taken it to the next level, okay? So what used to happen was when you want to build a modified car, you fill out this modification application form, you submit it to the technical section, uh, they give you a preliminary pass, right, a preliminary approval, and then you submit the car when it's finished <coughs> to the pits and they check, you know, the the roadworthy part of it. But the modifications is all based on could be engineers report whatever there was a lot of different ways of going about it right and there was some criteria that allowed you to put bigger engines in of a certain size blah 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 right okay so usually it takes a while to build a car like i know from the cars that i've built you know mm. could take eight to ten years sometimes just depends on how much money i've got and how much time i've got um dave's buggy for example yeah. i think that took about five or six years so every year he'd go back to the technical section and get an extension so this guy's not granting extensions anymore. If it's not done by the date, forget it, right? This is the first thing. The next thing is, and this is the part that's pissed me off, they're trolling Facebook, they're trolling any sort of social media, they're going to car shows, they're going to Cars and Coffee. Oh, really? Yep. They went to the Hot Rod show, and what they're doing is they're taking registrations down for cars that look like they're modified beyond what is deemed to be legal you get a letter in the mail saying you need to submit your car to the pits for inspection okay uh, that's well, bullshit that, it is bullshit right is and bullshit. and and what needs to happen and this is the irony right this is killing the car culture this type of legislation this type of mentality this type of uh you know like this guy comes along and decides that he doesn't like modified cars, right? And I think the basis of it is that he doesn't want the technical section to take any um, responsibility for these vehicles, okay? So the way it works in Sydney is the engineer has insurance. So that if something goes wrong on a vehicle that he's signed off, he's the one that's liable. Mm. And that's why after they shut shop, they have to keep their insurance going for another five years. In WA, the engineer doesn't really have that much liability the technical section and the Department of Transport have the liability. So this guy's come along and said, we don't want to have the liability. I don't like modified cars. And, you know, this is we're just going to clamp down on this. Let's look at South Australia. The new Minister for Transport in South Australia, he's changed the legislation. Now, you can licence your modified car 
you pay about 70 bucks a year and you can drive it 21 days of the year right so he's encouraging it right because he knows people with modified cars hardly ever drive them mm. you know it's got to be a nice day nice weather mm. and they're just going to go for a cruise because they just want to show off what they've built their, their extension of their personality mm. this idiot he's trying to kill it now the thing is some people will go oh well you know you shouldn't have a modified car okay fair enough there are businesses out there that rely on it right not so much mine because we're more focused on drag racing but you look at businesses like chronic customs for example now you've got not only the owner but all this stuff they rely on this type of culture being you know these people who want to modify their cars and they do work and it's legal and it's all engineered and so on and so forth well some idiot in bureaucracy comes along and decides that he doesn't like modified cars and all of a sudden these people are slowly you know the businesses are going to run out of work because people are going to be discouraged into modifying their cars and these people become unemployed mm. right because of one idiot so i encourage everyone out there write to your local minister write to the minister of transport and tell them that this is not on we don't want yearlies right it's yeah. not fair to make us have a day off work to take our car to go and get inspected there is no there is no evidence anywhere that the modified car people or that the yearlies uh, reduce accidents or that the modified car people create accidents. You look at most of the idiots that have accidents, it's like V6 Commodores and shit like that. It's not, you know, you're not going to see some 700 cube bloody nitrous injected seven second weapon that's going to get into a fatality. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. Those sorts of cars are, are, are driven with respect, you know? So I encourage everyone, anyone that's heard about this, you know, make noise because that's the only way we're going to get anywhere. We, we've got to tell the minister that we're not interested in this and we've got to force them into bringing these people into line. We have laws in place, right, so that we can modify our cars, so we can make our cars different. Mm. It's not fair that just because someone doesn't like the concept that all of a sudden we're not allowed to touch our cars anymore. Yeah. You know, right. and, and, and I've got to tell you, this is a, a big deal. I've had that many customers come in since our last podcast saying, oh, they've got a letter and a mail and they've got to present their car. You know, mm. One guy, he, he was at a car show. He wasn't in the car show. He parked outside. Yeah. They wrote his rego down and you know he's got to present his car. I've heard this on Facebook as well. Not heard. I've read it on Facebook as well. Um, I won't mention the site that I saw it on there, but I, I can verify that I've seen they've actually scanned the letter and put on Facebook as well. So yeah. it's not on. It's no, not on. No, and if we right. don't do anything about it, if you if you're sitting there listening to this, going, "Oh, it doesn't affect me," right? No, it affects all of us. It, it's going to affect all of us, hundred yeah. yep. percent. Yearlies are, are something that we have managed to fend off, and I, I it, it shits me that this state everything's about money mm. right it doesn't matter who's in government they're always changing the laws so that we pay more tax more electricity more this more that it's mm. you know th this government is going to collect enough money from the mining from the gst they should be able to pay all the bills take care of the deficit and give us a bit of a break mm. all they're trying to do is make everything profitable so that they can sell it to their mates yeah and that's what's going to happen that's why electricity's going up it's not going up because it needs to go up it used to be subsidized it's been subsidized for the last 170 years mm. and now all of a sudden it's got to be you know we, yeah. yeah 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 i mean i guess that with what you're saying there's also big gray lines that i'm just thinking of my car my car's not modified at all but what would deem them that that i could see myself being victim of that as well making me do a yearly as well on my, on my oh they'll they'll be making us all do yearlies the only thing that won't be that i think that this now this is all rumor yeah. okay i haven't got anything in concrete yet but the rumor is and it's come from fairly good sources and they're all saying the same thing you buy a brand new car you get five years mm. right and then after it's five years old you have to bring it in every year for an inspection and they'll get away with it because we're all lazy mm. because yeah. we we aren't prepared to fight for our rights and i can tell you now i've gone through this with the development that was happening mm. down the road yeah. from me in meltham right and i rallied all the people in the area i rallied all the people in in that part of bayswater to stop it from happening now 
I'm not convinced that we've won. I, I think that the council was pressured into voting it out, but I think that they'll go to what they call the joint development assessment panel, yep. which is something that, you know, I mean, most people blame Barnett for it, but there's still a little bit of debate whether it was it was already there in some shape or form. But nonetheless, what happens there is whatever local government says, they can overrule. Mm. They can say, oh, no, we think it's going to be good, and they go ahead and build it. So there is a, there is a possibility that that may still happen, but at least we got it squashed and we've got it delayed, yeah. you yep. know, and hopefully there'll be more public consultation this time. Mm. Anyway, anyone that's in the car scene and thinks that this may affect them. And, you know, when, when I'm, I'm talking about you, your car needs to be, uh, like, able to go over the pits, number one. Number two, even if it is able to go to, over the pits, you, once you receive this letter, you need to present the vehicle. So you've got to go through the inconvenience just because some thinks that your car's not right yeah that's not on no you know no. I, I think that that's there's civil liberties issues there there's probably constitutional issues you know i've always had this drama yeah. even with yellow stickers to be honest yeah, I yeah I, you know look I, I think that having been someone that went through all of that when i was younger um you know when you get pulled over you got to pass the attitude test mm. right now unfortunately if you're young uh I don't know if they, they they feel as though they have to give you a sticker. I don't know what the mentality is. God knows what goes on in the police force if they, you know, have quotas or what. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's it's helping anyone because if you are a young person and you get pulled over and the police officer offers you some advice, you're probably going to think, oh, that guy was a nice guy. Mm. But if he's rude to you and puts a sticker on your car for no real genuine reason, um, then you're probably going to think he's an arsehole. And you're going to go through life thinking he's an arsehole, you know? So the reality is that with social media, things are changing, right? It's very easy for a party to go from, you know, 10 people to 1,000 people, you know? It's very easy for uh, a riot to, you know from a protest to escalate into a riot. So I don't think it's in the best interest of the police these days to, you know, create that us and them attitude that they did when we were younger. Mm. You know, because it's very easy to, to for a mob to form. So, I don't know. It's it, I think that if we all work together, right, like what's happening in South Australia... You go there, it's a different attitude. You don't see the brawls and all that sort of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough rambling. <laughs> well, we, we were talking about V. You were, you were talking about V6 Commodores, and we were talking about the V8 supercars. I don't know if you've heard the latest V6, the twin turbo of Craig Lowndes' Triple Eight car. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think what the V8 supercars did, letting them run concurrently, the V8 and and the mm. V6. I think it's a good idea because you can develop a good package and yeah. still run with a good package until you know your new package is better nhra should have done exactly that yeah. with the efi mm. they should have let the carbies run and then you know if you want to run efi you run efi mm. um do you want to have a listen to the the prototype yeah yeah let's let's hear what she sounds like So I mean, it, it doesn't blow my hair back with excitement, but it's not. It wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be either. I think it's got a diff wind. Yeah, no, that's yeah, well, they, they all sound like that. <laughs> what did you think it was going to sound like? <laughs> I thought it was going to be really, you know, echoey and tinny and just nah. very, you know, VN-ish. V ish. <laughs> it's got a turbo, <laughs> yeah. a couple of turbos on it. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was mildly impressed actually. To be honest, I was, I was mildly impressed. It's um. It sounded not too bad, not too bad. So that was Craig Lowndes in it. 
Of all cars, a Sandman prototype. I'm not quite sure where they're going with that. It was a Sandman replica dressed up as a V... Well, was as a V8 supercar, so I don't know if that's a sign of what oh, So It's a ute. Yeah. yeah. Was it a van or a ute? Uh, it, was a, it was a van, but it would have been based on the, the ute because they haven't made any VF Sandmans, to my knowledge. How bizarre. Mm. That's just completely... Why would they do that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. So, but it is a V8 supercar, yeah? No, not this year it won't be, but... No, 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 but that vehicle underneath the skin. Yeah, underneath, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... Yeah, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. While we're talking about the the Commodore... um, so this week, Holden have officially... It's, it, they've been up and down like a fiddler's elbow, Holden, uh, with this with the new Commodore. They've been changing their mind every second day. So now, officially, we've got the official word. It's only V6, 3.6 litre, naturally aspirated. No turbo in the road-going cars. That is really? The, yeah, yeah. So that is the official line from Holden. So the... So, okay, so... So SS gets replaced with the VXR which is in line with the Astra vehicles yep. from Europe. Yep. The VXR will be the what we used to call the SS. However, it will be naturally aspirated. In saying that, it's going to be all-wheel drive and weigh 300 kilos less. So, look, I, I don't know, but I was a bit disappointed that they, they've gone soft on the, on the turbo. 235 kilowatts. That's correct. Yeah, you know, yeah. the VN... I had a VNSS. That was 165 mm. kilowatts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should still get up and go. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt <clears throat> it will, but... So, I wonder if, like, you know, the workshops around town are going to offer cam packages for the V6s. <laughs> Has VCM Suite cracked the software yet? <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt they'll, there'll be people looking at it. It'd be interesting to see what people like your friend Brett and what, what companies like that, what path they take from here on in and and how they see their business. Well, I, I can tell you now, I, I mean, it would be obvious that uh, Walkinshaw is going to have, you know, be a styling kit, mm. an interior kit, and uh, an engine upgrade package. Yep. Maybe uh, the reason Holden isn't releasing a turbocharged version is because there's going to be a bolt-on supercharger or turbo yeah. package for it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Brett, he's got the Tickford WA. Oh, it was him, was it? Yeah. You, you, were, you were, in our last podcast, I was thinking, and I didn't ask you after we turned the mics off who it was, but I thought, was that Brett he was talking about? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yep. So, on yeah, when you walk into his workshop now, one side's walking short and the other right. side's, yeah. Wow. Yep, yep. Oh, so there's a row of Rangers and a row of Mustangs. Mm. It's incredible. Uh, I think that the... Um, the thing that that I got out of all of that is um, there's a guy in uh, Victoria who imports, um, you know, the Ford four-wheel drives and yep. um, GD40s and that kind of thing. And he's the Roush distributor. Okay. Right? So a lot of people were talking about, you know, they were going to be the Roush distributor for WA and mm. so on and so forth. What Tickford's done is they've taken the Roush package, added a styling package, so interior package, wheels, etc., suspension, like a total package, and then got it all ADR approved. Yeah, okay. So these are, you know, an ADR approved um, mm. deal, which which sort of like if you're a Roush distributor, it's kind of pointless because unless you're going to get the ADR approval for it, you know, yeah. you're effectively and and now with this yearly inspections and all this stuff coming in mm. yeah it's really going to change the you know I don't know where we're going with it I don't okay. you know yeah, it's a bit sad you know it, we had such an awesome like with the the GS mm. and the um, uh, LSA the GDS you know just the most incredible cars that have ever yeah. been manufactured in this country and um, and now we're Naturally aspirated V6s. Yeah, yeah. That's just sad. It is. It really, is. really sad. 
This is a really sad podcast. It is. You're, 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 you're battling here tonight, aren't you? I am. I, I've got I am. something that'll prep you up a little bit, actually. I've got some, some... We didn't have any pro mod racing. However, we have the World Series of Pro Mod coming up next weekend, um, August um, 5th and 6th. You know, you know Nick, I, I read through these notes and... You know, the World Series. I hate how the Yanks do that. Right, yeah. the World Series. Are they going to invite Zap? No. No, he wasn't invited. See? I, I felt, I found interesting. See, see, he's a 10-time champion, mm. right? 2,700 pounds. Yep. He's run 560. Mm. Okay, so at their 22, 2,300-pound deal, uh, you know, with a, a sea rotor, <clears throat> yeah. like they run in the PDRL and PDRA. So these are fourteen seventy one cars. Obviously, that's why the the twenty yeah. percent over. Yep, and twenty six hundred for supercharged yep. cars. Yep. Yeah. So that's the NHRA with a little bit more overdrive. Yeah. So this is, I, I think, this is from what I understand is the uh, uh, brainchild of um, West Buck from Drag Illustrated. Yep. Yep. And also, interestingly enough, uh, Jamie Noonan is one of the major sponsors and he's funded the the ring, the World Series ring that the winner will wear. Okay. So, um, maybe, I don't know why Zap wasn't invited. I found it unusual too. So, first round is basically predetermined. Believe it or not, I could not find out who the pairings were with the exception of Stevie Fast and uh, Mike Janis. That's it. Oh, okay. Gee, that'll be a good race. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't tell you who the other pairings are, but they have been decided. So there's a fifteenth, there's a fifteenth place that's uh, viewer, viewer or fan orientated vote online vote, and then there's a wild card entry into the race, which will be the night before. On the pro, there will be a pro mod shootout on the Friday night before for ten thousand dollars. The winner of that gets a wild card entry into the sixteen car field. The following day. So, how many people have entered for the wild card shootout? I think they've got. I think it was well over twenty cars. It's crazy. It's <laughs> one spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. I think it's the. You know, it's. Did you, you tell me? I don't know. It, it's the chance to win ten grand and then a hundred grand the day after. Is that not enticing enough, or would that attract people to this? To to. <clears throat> Well, I mean, a hundred grand's a hundred grand, isn't mm, it? Yeah, you know. The, the only reason why I say that is because Outlaw Armageddon is on the following weekend after this. Now that's a no prep race, and that's it's kind of different. It's it's more of a grudge, grudge series, as you know. But that race there, they've got well over a hundred thousand dollars on offer. They got sixty thousand dollars for big tire, and forty thousand dollars for small tire. Yeah, which is just phenomenal, sort of prize money and they've got 90 cars entered for big tyre and 75 cars in small tyre yeah but if you get 90 cars entering what's the entry fee I think it's only $200 oh really yeah yeah. so who's put the big money up I don't know the names of the gentlemen it's Outlaw Arm again is promoted by two guys I only know them by their first names Nick and Big Mark yeah, but I don't know where they get their funding from or the sponsors who puts the money for it. But it's an incredible See, amount of money. The thing is, though, there's that much money out there in the world. You know, um, it it doesn't surprise me that people can just go, "Oh, you know, we'll drop hundred grand to put mm. on this event." Yeah, you know, I mean, really, in the scheme of things, <laughs> there's there's billionaires out there that that they would. If they drop that money, it would cost them more to stop and pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, of course. I mean? Yeah. Okay, Formula One. I know it's your favourite. Oh God. This he won again, time. didn't he? He did. He won again. Yeah. So this is where I go off on my little rant. <laughs> I've, I know we give Hamilton a hard time, and and. Many people say, oh, no, he's a great driver. He's a great ambassador for the sport. I call BS from here on in. <laughs> I call BS from this point onwards. <laughs> so the week leading up to the Silverstone race, we have F1 Live in London. We have 20 drivers turn up to that event. 
and race their cars, well not race their cars, but do burnouts and all sorts of hijinks on the streets of London. Who doesn't turn up? Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, uh, I don't it, know. It, yeah, I'm, no one can justify that. I'm sorry. That is BS. You know, this goes back to the SBS. Oh, this has got SBS written all Spoiled over it. Spoiled brat syndrome. Yeah, look, you know, uh, you know, once again, see, we're talking about people dropping 100K to put on a race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think, I really, you know, and then to, to, you know, he goes and wins the Silverstone Grand Prix. All right, good job, well done. And he's carrying on like he's the hero of England and then he's crowd surfing in the crowd. I, I just... I, I don't get it. I just think it's a lack of... It's hypocrisy at its highest. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely is. But, um, you know, he is representing them. So they are going to support him. I think if you want to be an ambassador for the sport, you should have turned up for London Formula yeah, 1 Live. No for doubt, sure, no for doubt. sure. His boss, Toto Wolff, was there. You know, and he was booed quite heavily because of Lewis not being there. You think that's why he was booed? Yeah, yeah, it no wasn't, doubt. wasn't because he's German? Yeah, maybe that's... <laughs> maybe that too. Still, still hurting after the war, you know? <laughs> well, it's been like, you know, 70 years, but, you know... My <laughs> mate reckons it was MI5 spies at the race shooting dark guns at the Ferrari tyres. I'm telling you... You know what? I, can't, I, <laughs> I, I didn't know that, okay? I didn't know that your mate had said that, but... I've got to tell you, man, those punctures are a little bit suspicious. Right at the same time. Right at the same time, same lap, and just completely broke Vettel's rhythm. Anyway, um, the only good thing to come out of all of that is that he's still got a one-point yeah. lead. He's still leading the championship. So yeah. I know we're only halfway through it, um, but oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, look, they're, they're, they have a four-week break now, so for the summer for the summer break, um, so a bit of a hiatus for Formula One. They'll be back in Budapest, Hungary, Budapest, um, and they released images of what uh, well they they're going ahead with a halo for next year. So that's the kind of a rollover bar that sits above their head. I don't know. I think there's 101 ways you can do that. The halo is doesn't excite me at all. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, we, we've um, we've seen this for uh, top fuel, um, mm. you know. Yeah. I guess the canopy would be the best way to do it. I would have thought so, yeah. But uh, I think the fear is that when they're upside down, the drivers can't get out. Mm. But yeah. in saying that, can they get out now? No, no, they can't. So, <laughs> so you know... I, you know, you know what, Nick. I think the reason I'm a bit down this podcast is because mm. there was no MotoGP. <laughs> no, there's no MotoGP. It was still, I think, another one more, two more weeks to go. They're on a summer break already, so they'll be back. I think in two weeks' time, that while they finish their summer break. You know, I, I forgot to mention something at the beginning of the podcast. You know, we're talking about the um, the Moitz versus Zapier. Mm. Um, I. I um, I don't know how many people out there know, but Zap's mum passed away. Oh, really? Yeah, so he, he had a lot on his mind yeah. at that rate. Um, the funeral was on uh, uh, Tuesday. Yeah, okay. Um, it would have been a hard event for him. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I've lost my parents, and I know that I uh, I really struggled, um, mm. you know, to think straight. So I think it's incredible for him to still rattle off a 60 yeah. 569 I think it was yeah. um, with all that weight on his shoulders yeah you yeah. know so um, uh, yeah my my, uh, my thoughts and prayers are, uh, yeah same uh, here uh, Our condolences to the Zapier family yeah yeah on a happier note there's something else that we need to talk about Australian sports mm-hmm. and you know I'm very concerned about what's happening with Cricket Australia at the moment the cricketers, you know, basically striking. And what I'm really concerned about is Gillette. <laughs> you know, Gillette is a major sponsor yep. of cricket, right? Now, with all these guys growing beards, right, how is Gillette 
going to afford to pay for these pay rises these cricketers want? <laughs> How are they going to do it? So, I, I, I want. I'm going to. I'm going to call out. I'm going to ask all of you people out there, please, for the sake of Cricket Australia, go out, buy some razors, shave those beards off, get rid of them. You know, the the whole beard thing's become. I don't know if you know or not, but. Um, there's been a competition running with Nova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it on TV. Too. Right, and and they're actually, for all you people out there that have got beards, Nova is taking the piss out of you. <laughs> they're basically <laughs> saying that you look like idiots, <laughs> right? So do yourself a favour. Do do Cricket Australia a favour. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Yep. Do yourself like, like Molly Meldrum used to say. Do yourself a favour. Go out, buy some Gillette razors. Shave that beard off. <laughs> we need to. We need to come up with some. You know, well, we've got Movember. Maybe it needs to be beard lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just do it. All right. Support. Support Australian cricket. Shave off your beard. Those cricketers need it. They need the money. They're they're already millionaires. They're working on becoming billionaires. Without Gillette's money, it's not going to happen. You guys send Gillette broke by not shaving. It's all over. No more cricket. Think about that. Think about all your pommy mates giving you shit. Will you be able to take that? There's been some progress with the Camry. Mm. Yeah. So, um, first of all, our uh, uh, Arab friend, mm-hmm. Asha, <laughs> Asha uh, he's bought a bus. Has he bought a bus? He's bought a bus. So, he's ripped all the seats out. I went yep. and saw it today. The seats are out, so yeah. we officially have somewhere to sleep now, because oh. we won't be able to afford hotels because we're both married. <laughs> uh, Matt from uh, Mac One Air Conditioning came and degassed yep. the uh, the Camry today, um, because as everyone knows, Talk and Power is an environmentally friendly podcast. That's correct. So we can start pulling the uh, uh, aircon condenser out. Yep. and uh, making room for an intercooler and I bought a tool to pop the door handles off <laughs> oh okay <laughs> now I, I don't know if you've um, had uh, any um, any number plate suggestions but uh, uh, Todd Brinkworth mm. he, um, he shot us through uh, one okay so it's uh, Camwee Oh yeah, C A M W E. Can we? Can we? Yeah. I was thinking, can we? (laughs) Can we actually make it across the Nullarbor? Can we? (laughs) I like that. Now it's probably important to note we spoke about doing this as a competition. The so, someone that can suggest um, some number plates for the Camry, um, we said we'd do a prize. I've had thoughts about what to do and what not to do. Anyway, you suggested it as a T-shirt, so we're going to go ahead with that. So if you get on our Facebook page, I will put a post on there. I'll put a picture of the T-shirt that you'll be getting. And yes, we'll do a, a ladies' T-shirt as well if the winner is a, is, a, is a female. So by all means, ladies and gents out there. Do women listen to this show? Yes. No. Really? Yeah, no, no, there are. There are. <laughs> There are some. I think there's two, three, maybe. <laughs> Regardless of that, if we get a suggestion, we're going to put it on Facebook. So, so, so for some ideas on some number plates for the for the Camry, uh, post away, and I'll put a picture of the T-shirt that you can win. That's for Australian listeners only. <laughs> well, you don't want to pay the freight. No, tight ass. <laughs> anyway. So that's where we're at. We we can start pulling it apart finally. Yeah. Because we are environmentally friendly. We are. <laughs> we are. You don't want any of those CFCs or any other products that DuPont's patent is still current on escaping into the atmosphere. And also go to our website and you'll see our sponsors that are helping us out with the Camry. They're on there. So support those guys as best you can. They are Mac One Air Conditioning, Billy Goat Mechanical. Yeah, BG Mechanical. Don't forget BG Mechanical. BG Mechanical. <laughs> Keys, Transmissions and Components. Shift Kits Australia, which is shiftkits.com. All Fast Torque Converters. Well, what what are they doing? 
everything. <laughs> and also the guys at SCM. Yes, SCM. Mm. And we have a new sponsor. It's, it's not a, well. It's not official. Official, but um, uh, Mega Squirt, mm-hmm. as in Mega Squirt in the USA, may be coming online through Shift Kits Australia. Oh, okay. So we're just waiting for confirmation. <clears throat> now, what we really want is some some treaded slicks from Chris Mills' performance. <laughs> so. That'd be nice. <laughs> Reese, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I've got the rims, but we just need tyres. Some 235 60 15s, please. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be posting some videos shortly. We've been we've been messing about with the video camera. Oh, you haven't posted them yet? No, not yet. Jeez, I was slack. Waiting, I was waiting for your final tick of approval on tick that. Tick of approval? I don't on get the last, On the last You cut. edit these shows without me even knowing about it. Cut whole sections out. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean the video. I, I, anyway, we'll... <laughs> Motor X was on the weekend actually I don't know if you knew that Motor X was on Maguire's Motor X um, uh, It was in Sydney um, And they've made a It was a big announcement actually When when you consider it The, the mob that run uh, Street Machine Summer Nats um, They have bought the Maguire's Motor X Really? Yes Yep Yep. So they are called Out There Productions. They're the production company that owns and runs the Summonats, as I said. Um, they've taken over Motorex. Now they've moved it forward a considerable amount of... It's about six weeks they've moved it forward. I, well, maybe even, well, it's even more, actually. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or if they need to do that. I, I'm not quite sure. I don't know what the, the ins and outs of that are. Do, do they also do the Super Nats or whatever it's called at I Eastern Creek? so, yeah. Yep. yep. So yeah. they're the um, they're more or less got a bit of a car show monopoly on the east coast. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Now they're going to have a little bit of a SEMA uh, influence at next year's show as well. They reckon they're going to have twenty, a minimum of twenty American businesses with trade stands that are, are from the SEMA Performance Garage also uh, attending the show. So that's that's good for that's good for the the industry, um, and that'll be next year, May twenty sixth and twenty seventh. And it's been moved to Melbourne next year as well. All right. Oh, your favourite subject, Nick, Street Outlaws. I love Street Outlaws. So season the season nine has just finished. The WWE of motor racing. See, season nine just finished. Um, I don't know. Did you watch it? Did you end up catching the No, I don't season? watch any of it. I'm sick of that Justin Shearer dribbling shit. Well, I reckon he's gonna. He's looking in danger of being outstaged by this new fellow called JJ DeBoss. He's from Memphis. Is he, is he the guy that drives that car called the Prostitute? Yes, that's him. Because <laughs> it, because it. Oh that's no, him. I can't say it. Can I? Yeah, you can it say does it. something and takes your money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that's him. That's him. That's JJ DeBoss. Yeah, I've heard of this guy. He's pretty... He's a bit of a character. He's a bit of a character, and I think he's, he's legit too. a bit of a too. character in the uh, toothless bogan sense of the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got his teeth, I think. Or Has most he? of them, yeah. Most yeah. of them, some of them. Yeah. Well, JJ DeBoss, he's very old school. He's, he's a firm believer in uh, chase is a race. Now, that was... I didn't know what that was. Did you know what that is? A chase is a race. Well, you let him go and run him down? Yeah. 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 Or or if you jump and your opponent chooses to still continue... You let him catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's 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 a race. <laughs> uh, no center line. You can cross as many times as you want. You can drive into the other guy's lane to put him off. It's basic... And it's arm drop as well. No, none of these torches <laughs> or lights. So... So, so how do you how do you on mm. arm drop how yep. do you call a red light? Only if the other car doesn't go. So they have a they still have a video. Oh, so yeah, if the other guy go. doesn't go, then it's a, a red light. But if the other guy chooses to go, still a chase is a race. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the season finale had sixteen again big tire, small tire cars. <clears throat> so in the final was Birdman. He's a no prep. Of uh, James Finney is his name, Birdman from Texas. Yeah, that's a big turbo combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. turbo combo. So he was up against uh, Big Chief or Justin Shearer in the final. Um, unfortunately, Birdman had an engine failure in the burnout, <laughs> and Big Chief was able to win. 
Uh, it was for fifty thousand dollars as well. So that was the finale of OKC Street Outlaws. A week earlier, the New Orleans version had started. That's really starting to bomb the new New Orleans version. It just sucks. I I haven't watched any of it, Nick. I liked the, the concept of it at the beginning, but it just became too staged and. Well, I think Justin Shearer, with all his imperfections, I think he handles himself reasonably well. But this Kai Kelly fellow, he's really... He's like me in front of a camera. Just no idea. (laughs) It's completely contrived. He's breaking out into a sweat just about just talking down the camera. He's terrible. Nick, I, I don't know if you've really, you know, watched the show, but everything that's on... Street Outlaws is completely contrived. They're reading scripts. Yeah, no, no, I, I you understand You can see, that. you watch the eye movements yeah. when they're sitting down there getting their post-race or pre-race yeah. interview and they're reading straight off a script. Yeah, but most of the OKC guys have, <clears throat> have mastered that art and been able to act or, or become believable. But Kai Kelly and his cohorts, they just haven't been able to master that at all. You know, it was a band uh, years ago called Zig Zig Sputnik, mm-hmm. right? And the guy who put the band together, he didn't actually get musicians. He got people that looked like musicians because his theory was it's easier to teach someone that looks cool how to play an instrument than teach a musician how to look cool. Oh, yeah. I understand that. So um, maybe that's what they did with uh, Street Outlaws. (laughs) Look, I I strongly believe that, yeah... these guys have just got just terrible and some of their cars are just I don't want to mention names I, mean, I don't have a race car myself but some of the small tyre guys are absolutely shocking like overpower the track and they're all over the place and that's terrible it's really bad TV it's really starting to stink so anyway, oh. never mind if the ratings fail, the show will fail that's correct, yep Speaking of TV shows, like we talked about Roadkill a number of episodes ago, Motor Trend Network have actually got a new show debuting this week on their on their paid, basically, channel, On Demand, uh, Put Up or Shut Up. And episode one will have Stevie Fast Jackson taking on Tricky Ricky Smith, uh, Blower versus Nitrous. That should be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Do you want to so, hear the, the pre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's hear it. Welcome to Put Up or Shut Up, the show where I pick the racers and we throw down for ten thousand bucks. On this episode, we have an NHRA Pro Mod battle, and we got no qualifying, we got no ladders, we just got the two guys that everybody wants to see showdown: Tricky Ricky Smith, the Stevie Fast Jackson, Blowers versus Nitrous. Someone's leaving with a big payday, and someone's leaving with hurt feelings. You know how they're saying that everyone wants to see those two race? Is it because their cars look the same? Is it because Stevie Fast has been accused of stealing Ricky Smith's paint job? No, I don't think so. I don't think that'd be the same. Just have a look. Yeah, no, no. Nothing. Nothing like each other. <laughs> okay, There's no similarity between those cars. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. They do look very similar, actually, now that in retrospect. <clears throat> oh, hang on. No, no, no. I can see... <laughs> One has got a blower hanging out, and the other one, I can, I can understand now how you can see that they look completely different. When Stevie Fast was building that car, and the first lot of photos came out, that was one of the first comments was there. Yeah. Ah, so you've pinched Ricky Smith's paint job. So what I want to know is, mm. in this episode, yep. when they race, can you actually tell which car's which? Or <laughs> look for the hat. Is that for the, the gap? Look for the, the gap. gap. Look the for gap. the gap. The gap band. Yeah. Look for the gap band. So that'll be that's on Motor Trend on demand as we speak, but that'll be on their free to air YouTube channel in a month's time. So looking forward to seeing that. I wonder who wins. Yeah. Well, um, maybe I should just fork out and buy it. Get on Motor Trend. The um. Is that really the shootout everyone wants to see? Ricky Smith oh, versus Stevie no, Fast. No, not really. I don't think so. I wonder why they called that one. Yeah. Which shootout would you want to see? I would have. I would have said Stevie Fast and this actual round one of this uh, Pro World Series of Pro Mod will be exciting. Mike Janice and Stevie Fast. Oh, yeah. I reckon Castellana. Oh, Castellana, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I reckon that. But but it's blower versus blower. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe. 
Troy Coughlin. Troy Coughlin as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Troy Coughlin and Stevie Fast yeah. or Castellano. Okay, well, on that note, now also go to our website, www.talkandpower.net. Also our Facebook page, Talk Space In Space Power. Also YouTube. Get on our YouTube channel. All of our videos are there. Subscribe to it if you can get onto our YouTube. Instagram as well, if that's what floats your boat as well. We don't do a lot on Instagram. Episode one of the Camry going to be up? I will put it up. If you, if you say yay <laughs> I, on the final cut, I will, it'll be up. Make it sound like it's Ben Hur. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will be up. It will be up. It's ready to go now. It's just hidden, that's all. Only you and I can see it. <laughs> great. That's great. It's going to help our fan base. <laughs> all right, Simon. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you all in two weeks. See you on the street. See ya. Talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.